The Old Premeds Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. This is the Old Premeds Podcast, session number 55. your non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Now, in the intro, I talk about having some hiccups along the way, and that is exactly what happened to the poster, the question that we're going to talk about today. Again, if this is your first time joining us, then I guess it wouldn't be again. But if this is your first time joining us, we take questions directly from oldpremeds.org. The site national, uh, the site oldpremeds.org is the National Society for Non-Traditional Pre-Medical and Medical Students. So if you're a career changer, if you started off pre-med, had some hiccups along the way as the opening said, you've changed course and went to your plan B and are now doing something else, but you still have that itch to go back and be a physician, go check out oldpremeds.org. The forum's over there, super helpful, tons of great advice. And sometimes I take the questions and answer them here on the podcast, which is what we're going to do today. So this poster is 25 and works in the software industry and has for the last two and a half years Currently studying for a master's in software engineering, graduating in the spring of 2018. Despite all of that, they are considering reapplying for medical school after listening to the old pre-meds podcast. It says, my undergrad was in electrical engineering, did pre-meds simultaneously, taking all the required courses for Texas medical schools, ended with a 3.6 GPA, which isn't bad. The breakdown, there was no breakdown between science and uh, cumulative GPA, so I would be interested in that. This poster said, I did apply in 2013, but was most likely screened away due to my MCAT verbal reasoning score of 8. I've taken the MCAT twice, 27 the first time, and a 29 the second time. I'm looking to apply in 2018 and plan to take Kaplan to prep for the new MCAT in 2017. Also, I will look into volunteering and shadowing experiences next year. I would love to apply in 2017, but I have learned rushing medical applications is worse than taking it steady. Yes, I would agree with that. I'm very close to finishing my master's in software engineering, and my company pays for it. So logically, it would, uh, I would like to finish it. So some questions here. Since it's technically my third time taking the MCAT, are my chances of getting in slimmer? Is everything riding on my next MCAT score? Let me answer that one. Your chances of getting into medical school have really nothing to do with your MCAT score or how many times you take your MCAT score. So there, there are some restrictions with your MCAT, though, and how many times you can take it. You can take the MCAT three times in a single testing year, four times during two consecutive periods, two consecutive years, and seven times in a lifetime. So you're nowhere near the max of seven times, and it's been a while since you've taken the MCAT, so you're okay with the MCAT. Obviously, for somebody that's taking it 
four times, seven times, there's a reason why they're needing to take it so many times. So I'd be interested to know how you prepared for the MCAT the first two times. And why are you doing Kaplan this time? I my my I have a personal bias. I have a great relationship with uh, Next Step Test Prep. I have a podcast with them, the MCAT podcast. I I do get commissions. I get I, I get commissions from Princeton Review and and Kaplan and M Prep. A lot of the the companies that I've reviewed their stuff and and uh, uh, MedQuest reviews their MCAT course. Um, I, so I've looked at all of them. They're all good. They'll all kind of get you where you need to be. But and, and I don't know why I'm talking about MCAT prep. Well, you 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 brought up Kaplan, so. I, I would look at having this being your third time taking the test. I would, for the equivalent amount of money, basically, look at Next Step, and you can use the code MSHQ, all capital letters, and save some money. But look at Next Step and, and, and take a look at them because it's one-on-one tutoring. That's what they're known for. They do have an MCAT course now, which... I would probably still recommend over Kaplan or Princeton Review. I'm in the middle of doing a full review of the course, and we'll have that out soon. But it, their tutoring for the same price that you can take a class with Kaplan or Princeton Review, I, I would much rather have one-on-one help. So I, I would take a look at that. All right, so back to the question. Technically, third time taking the MCAT, are my chances of getting in slimmer? Your chances of getting into medical school, again, have nothing to do with the number of times that you take the MCAT. If you take the MCAT a bunch and your score's not increasing, then yes, your chances of getting into medical school are getting less and less and less because your number of times that you have available to take the MCAT are getting less and less and less because you can only take it seven times in a lifetime. So technically, I guess, yes, they are getting slimmer, but it really has nothing to do with with the admissions side. So no, everything is not riding on your next MCAT score. But you should do well on it. Obviously, the MCAT is a beast, and nobody wants to take it more than once. And I'm sure you're kind of dreading the fact that you have to take it a third time. So I would take a look at Next Step. Find out why you're not doing well. Somebody with your background, your grades, there's a reason why you're not doing well on the test. And hopefully Next Step can, can figure that out for you. So take a look there. They then ask, should I retake any courses or do a post-bac? And I would probably say, no. You, you have a good GPA. Uh, you, you took the required classes in school. The only question that I would have, and, and you'd have to answer this for yourself, is do you think you are prepared enough for the MCAT with having your undergrad pre-med classes X number of years ago? Or do you think you can self-study and relearn the foundational content for the MCAT so that you can use that information? Remember, the MCAT's not a content-heavy test. It's a lot of critical thinking and analysis and everything else. So uh, a lot of people go a little bit too overboard with content, but it's something to think about. The third question, does completing a, uh, an MS in software engineering help or hurt my chances? So software engineering is not a hard science, as I'm assuming. It's, it's programming and, and everything else technology-related, tech, tech science-related. Uh, 
It's not chemistry and biology. And, and there may be some physics in there, which would be cool. Um, so I would say that it doesn't help you and it doesn't necessarily hurt you. The only way that it can hurt you is if it's taking away your concentration and your time for doing other things like shadowing and getting um, getting in extracurricular activities and studying for the MCAT. So that's, that's one way it could hurt you. So it is, as we're recording this, January of 2017. You have six months or so to apply in June of 2017, right? You have January, February, March, April, May, June. So five months, I'm doing math on my hand, uh, to apply at the very start of June. You could theoretically take the MCAT in June, and, and June is late, but it, it, it's still doable to be able to submit your applications early and get your secondaries back and submit those. And by the time you've submitted those, your MCAT score is back. And so it's not really delaying your application. The only problem is you don't know your score when you submit your application. And so hopefully with practice tests, you've done well on those to go ahead and move forward. So it's something to think about. I, I if, if time is of the essence and you don't want to wait another year between finishing your master's, and starting medical school, you could look at taking the MCAT in June, working with Next Step or Kaplan or whoever you want to work with up until then, and take those practice tests. If you're not doing well on the practice tests, then don't apply, and that's fine. And then apply next year and, and figure out how to improve. The The other kind of caveat with that is, is your shadowing up to date uh, your clinical experience up to date. Medical schools are are going to want to see that you've continued to be involved in medicine throughout this whole time and not the fact that, that you were pre-med back in undergrad and now all of a sudden you're applying out of the blue. They're, they're not going to want to see that. So something to keep in mind. It's It's funny. It's a very similar story to a student I'm working with right now. He's also in Texas, also a software engineer, and is reapplying to medical schools. So uh, very, very similar situation. And yeah, good luck to you. I think um, you have a good shot of getting in. You just need to to work on that MCAT score, figure out why you're not doing well on it, put together a great application. I loved the the sentiment with learning that rushing an application is worse than taking it steady, which is totally, totally true. All right, if you have any questions, go to oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account if you don't already have one, and post a question, and we'll hopefully answer it here on the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to rate and review it in iTunes. Go to oldpremeds.org slash iTunes, leave a rating interview. If you've already done that and you still want to help us, go and tell somebody about this podcast. If you're in a postback, tell your postback advisors if you have other friends that are non-traditionals, go tell them about it. Go do everything you want it. Oh, I do have, if, if you listen to the pre-med years, I have a saying in that show called collaboration, not competition. Go to tpublic, that's T-E-E, public.com, and search for pre-med. 
I have a couple shirts on there that are awesome. I'm actually wearing one right now as I record this, and I know it's an audio podcast, so you can't see it, but I I love it. It's a great shirt, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll rock the collaboration not competition shirt as well. All right, that's it for now. I hope you are having a great 2017. Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a safe, happy New Year. We'll catch you next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast and the MedEd Media Network. 